Laconia, of which Sparta, or Lacedaemon, was the capital, occupied the southeast of the Peloponnesus. The Spartans, who were the ruling race, had conquered the country at the time of the Dorian invasion from the north, and had reduced the population that they found there to the condition of serfs. These serfs were called helots. In historical times, all the land belonged to the Spartans, who, however, were forbidden by law and custom to cultivate it themselves, both on the ground that such labour was degrading, and in order that they might always be free for military service. The serfs were not bought and sold, but remained attached to the land, which was divided into lots, one or more for each adult male Spartan. These lots, like the helots, could not be bought or sold, and passed by law from father to son. They could, however, be bequeathed. The landowner received from the helot who cultivated the lot seventy medimni, about one hundred and five bushels of grain for himself, twelve for his wife, and a stated portion of wine and fruit annually. Anything beyond this amount was the property of the helot. The helots were Greeks, like the Spartans, and bitterly resented their servile condition. When they could, they rebelled. The Spartans had a body of secret police to deal with this danger, but to supplement this precaution they had another. Once a year they declared war on the helots, so that their young men could kill any who seemed insubordinate without incurring the legal guilt of homicide. Helots could be emancipated by the state, but not by their masters. They were emancipated, rather rarely, for exceptional bravery in battle. At some time during the 8th century BC, the Spartans conquered the neighbouring country of Messenia, and reduced most of its inhabitants to the condition of helots. There had been a lack of Lebensraum in Sparta, but the new territory for a time removed this source of discontent. Lots were for the common run of Spartans. The aristocracy had estates of their own, whereas the lots were portions of common land assigned by the state. The free inhabitants of other parts of Laconia, called Perioesi, had no share of political power. The sole business of a Spartan citizen was war, to which she was trained from birth. Sickly children were exposed after inspection by the heads of the tribe. Only those judged vigorous were allowed to be reared. Up to the age of twenty, all the boys were trained in one big school. The purpose of the training was to make them hardy indifferent to pain and submissive to discipline. There was no nonsense about cultural or scientific education. The sole aim was to produce good soldiers, wholly devoted to the state. At the age of twenty, actual military service began. Marriage was permitted to anyone over the age of twenty, but until the age of thirty a man had to live in the men's house, and had to manage his marriage as if it were an illicit and secret affair. After thirty, he was a full-fledged citizen. Every citizen belonged to a mess, and dined with the other members. He had to make a contribution in kind from the produce of his lot. It was the theory of the state that no Spartan citizen should be destitute, and none should be rich. Each was expected to live on the produce of his lot, which he could not alienate except by free gift. None was allowed to own gold or silver, and the money was made of iron. Spartan simplicity became proverbial. The position of women in Sparta was peculiar. 
They were not secluded like respectable women elsewhere in Greece. Girls went through the same physical training as was given to boys. What is more remarkable, boys and girls did their gymnastics together, all being naked. It was desired, I quote Plutarch's Lycurgus in North's translation, that the maidens should harden their bodies with exercise of running, wrestling, throwing the bar, and casting the dart, to the end that the fruit wherewith they might be afterwards conceived, taking nourishment of a strong and lusty body, should shoot out and spread the better, and that they, by gathering strength, thus by exercises, should more easily away with the pains of childbearing. And though the maidens did show themselves thus naked openly, yet was there no dishonesty seen, nor offered, and all this sport was full of play and toil.